Welcome back listeners to the another episode of Talking Climate Change with Yash Negi. This is episode number 4 in which we will discuss about the topic I would rather say it is a term that I am pretty sure that you have been hearing in the previous 3 episodes. The term known as IPCC which stands for Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change. So what exactly is IPCC and what does it do? So let's find out. The Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change is one of the most important voices in debates around how to mitigate and adapt to climate change. Its findings influence governments, business leaders and even teenage protesters on one of the one of the biggest issues facing the planet. But most people may never have heard of the IPCC. The Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change is a UN body that evaluates climate science. Its scientists look at the current impacts and future risk of a changing climate. They analyze options to mitigate the damage and adapt to a changing world. Founded in 1988 by World Meteorological Organization and the United Nations Environmental Program, the IPCC produces major reports every few years. It selects hundreds of scientists from across the world to prepare them. The experts evaluate peer-reviewed scientific literature and less often government and industry reports, bringing together thousands of studies to develop comprehensive analysis of the state of climate change. The most recent publications, a series of special reports published over the last year, covering living on a planet with a 1.5 degree Celsius of global warming and the effects of climate change on land, oceans and icy places. The IPCC climate scientists stress that they do not tell governments what to do but rather assess possible policy options they also say their conclusions for the future are projections based on different warming scenarios not predictions the ipcc publishes summaries for policy makers that are prepared by experts and reviewed line by line in marathon plenary sessions by the un member states who must then unanimously approve them These documents guide decision makers. In the scientific community and media, its reports are broadly viewed as the most comprehensive and reliable assessments of climate change. In 2007, the IPCC was awarded the Nobel Peace Prize. The IPCC assesses research on climate change and synthesizes it into major assessment reports every 5 to 7 years. The most fourth assessment report often referred to as capital AR4 was published in 2007 and total more than 2800 pages IPCC assessments are produced in three volumes each of which is prepared by a working group working group 1 WG1 examines scientific evidence for climate change and the extent to which human activity is the cause working group 2 WG2 focuses on the impacts of climate change and how plants animals and humans can adapt working group 3 focuses on climate mitigation the research writing and reviewing involved in each ipcc assessment report takes several years the scientists who undertake the ipcc review process assesses the peer review scientific literature but also consider what is termed as gray literature research material that is not been peer reviewed the vast majority of the material included is peer reviewed more than 90% in the case working group 1 in ar4 
The IPCC process involves hundreds of scientists and draws on the work of thousands more. Most contribute as volunteers. The IPCC Secretariat employs 10 staff and each working group has a small administrative staff. These are based at the University of Bern, Stanford's Carnegie Institute for Science, WG2, and the Potsdam Institute for Climate Impact Research, WG3. The IPCC itself is comprised of representatives from 194 governments who review the contents of reports before publication and have to agree the final text. Professor Paul Edwards, historian and professor of information at Michigan University, writes in his books known as A Vast Machine that IPCC drafts reports undergo more scrutiny than any other documents in the history of science. Government and NGOs recommend academics to be considered for inclusion in the working groups which author for the IPCC reports and the IPCC Bureau. The organization coordinating body selects a final list of experts. The fifth assessment report, which is known as Capital AR5, is the most comprehensive synthesis, synthesis sorry, to data. Experts from more than 80 countries contributed to this assessment, which represents six years of work. More than 830 lead authors and review editors drew on the work of over 1,000 contributors. About 2,000 expert reviewers provided over 1,40,000 review comments. Also, uh, you can say provided over 140,000 review comments. AR5 assists more extensively than prior assessments the socio-economic impacts of climate change and the challenges for sustainable development. The inclusive process by which IPCC assessments are developed and accepted by its member ensures exceptional scientific credibility. For this reason, AR5 serves as a basis to inform domestic and international climate policies. Many countries draw upon the IPCC in their national climate assessments, such as the November 2017 release of the first volume of the United States' fourth national climate assessment, NCA4 also referred to as Climate Science Special Report CSSR. The first assessment report FAR of the IPCC 1990 as well as supplementary report prepared in 1992 supported the establishment of the United Nations Framework Convention on Climate Change. You have heard it UNFCCC at the United Nations Conference on Environment and Development also commonly known as the Earth Summit held in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil in 1992. The UNFCC Treaty, which is the United States has signed, serves as the foundation of international political efforts to combat global warming. The IPCC's reports were also influential at the first conference of the party COP COP to the Climate Convention held in Berlin, Germany in 1995. Attendees produced the so-called Berlin Mandate setting out the terms for a negotiation process that would produce binding commitments by industrial countries to reduce their heat trapping emissions after the year 2000. The significantly strengthened second assessment report SAR 1996 along with additional special materials on the impl implications of various potential emissions, limitations and regional consequences provided key input to the negotiations that led to the adoption of the Kyoto Protocol to the UNFCCC in 1997. The Kyoto Protocol is an international agreement that establishes binding targets for reducing the heat-trapping emissions of developed countries. 
After the SAR was published, a number of technical papers and special reports have prepared on the impact of aircraft, land use, technology, and changing mission levels on global warming. The third assessment report, TAR 2001, concluded that temperature increases over the 21st century could be significantly larger than previously thought, and that the evidence for the human influence on climate change was stronger than ever. The fourth assessment report, AR4 2007, as I talked about earlier in this episode, emphasizes that the warming of the climate system is unequivocal and that it is affecting ecosystems worldwide. And fifth assessment report, AR5 2013 to 2014, asserted that human influence on the climate change is clear and recent. Anthropogenic emissions of greenhouse gases are the highest in the history. These findings inform the climate negotiation resulting in the Paris Agreement of 2015, in which 197 countries committed to limiting global warming to below 2 degrees Celsius. In tandem with the Paris Agreement, the Conference of Parties COP invited the IPCC to provide a special assessment on the impacts of climate change when global temperature reaches 1.5 degrees Celsius above pre-industrial levels. The special report will be has been released in 2018 served as basis to discuss adoption options in the context of sustainable development and poverty eradication. Now we know what is IPCC and what are its importance and from where it emerged. Now my last point is what is the role of governments in this IPCC? Although assessment reports are scientific in nature, their purpose is to inform international political negotiations on climate issues. Therefore, governments as the key stakeholders in these negotiations play an essential role in the report's production. Government representatives, proposed authors and contributors participate in the review process and help reach a consensus on the report's major findings. This can result especially in the SPMs in language that is sometimes weaker than it otherwise might be. However, one always has the option to look into the chapters to see where the evolving science is heading and explore the references cited. The full assessment is a multi-level document for a wide array of audience ranging from planner investing in protecting their communities to political leaders. But it is also means that the government cannot easily criticize or dismiss a report that they themselves have helped shape and approved during political negotiation. As Sir John Ugton, co-chair of TAR Working Group 1, once put it, any move to reduce political involvement in the IPCC would weaken the panel and deprive it of its political clout. If governments were not involved, then the documents would be treated like any old scientific report. They would end up on the shelf or in the waste bin. That is exactly right. It is important, however, to reiterate a fundamental point about IPCC assessments. Although governments are involved in the process and support it financially, science ultimately predominates. The chapters that underpin all the documents are written by and under the control of scientists and scientists ensures that all the documents are both consistent with the findings of each chapter and scientifically credible in their own right. And that is it for this episode on IPCC. I hope you like it. Any suggestion? is welcome on my email id given in the description and feel free to follow me on twitter at real yashnegi i will provide you twitter link as well where i post daily climate change news thank you for listening to this podcast it really means a lot
and like this podcast and share if you like it it really means a lot it would be a very big help for me in increasing awareness of climate change thank you so much again for your time thank you very much and i will catch you guys up in the next episode of talking climate change with yashnegi